Welcome to Wireless Conversations, the podcast that takes you from Montreal to London. We are your hosts, Iris and Nisi, and today's conversation is actually about productivity. <laughs> yeah, we want to talk about our obsession with being productive. Whew, it's gonna so, be a good one. Yeah, so tell us, Nisi, why are we so obsessed with being productive? Where does it come from? Why is it? Why is it something? Just why? I oh god. I mean, this we could get into it and talk about it forever. But mm -hmm. I think for me, when we talk about the source of productivity or that pressure or the obsession of being a productive society, it stems from capitalism. Um, you know, the need to produce at all times, twenty four seven. And I think that capitalism gives out this message where the harder you work, the more likely you're going to make it. So everyone's kind of like chasing that dream chasing that salary or whatever it is that you're chasing so i think that mentality where you are programmed to work hard and you'll see the results that's for me where i think that obsession with productivity comes from and everyone's told that you know if you don't have enough money well you should work harder if you're not smart enough study more if you're not thin enough work out more so it's always more 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 And we forgot that the harder you work, the more you need to rest as well. So, yeah, that's just what I think. Where do you think it's this obsession with being productive comes from? I also think it's a byproduct from capitalism because capitalism mm -hmm. is about productivity, is about always making more, purchasing more, having more. So whenever we are resting or taking time for ourselves, we feel guilty because we're not doing something productive in the world, right? And um, even right now, like with hobbies and everything, if you're not really spending a time doing something, that, something that's gonna bring you something good, you're not being productive. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I agree with you that it comes, it comes from there. Like it has to come from there. I, and it's, it's, and you said something very interesting. You, interesting, you said we are programmed And we are because that's how we are raised and that's how society works to want more and be more and always have more. So, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, I just think you can't separate capitalism and productivity. It's it's really a byproduct, like you said. Yeah, it is. Definitely. Is. And <laughs> what do you think? Like for me, I've. I can kind of see productivity as a byproduct of um, capitalism, but not only is it applied to making money or having a career, all these things, it's actually expressed in our relationships as well. So having that pressure to always um, be doing something, texting people, finding out what they're up to, you know, social media, that just the pressure to always be out and about and show that you have more and that you, you can do more. So I've actually seen that kind of like, you know, over uh, the pandemic when people were inside, not, you know, not able to leave the house or do anything um, that we were used to doing. I just think that that kind of showed us where our priorities were and that just because you're not seeing your friends on a regular basis, just because you're not commuting to work to feel like you're a member of society, that doesn't mean you're not being productive. A lot of people were actually focusing on themselves. So productivity can be a good thing, but it's where you're directing it to. I think that's just 
um, how I see it. It's, it. It can be a good thing. It's like stress. You have you stress and de-stress. There's good stress and bad stress. Mm-hmm. Being a productive person doesn't mean overworking yourself, but I just think that we kind of took it a bit far and we've become so obsessed with like just results and performance. So not only am I seeing this in friendships or just relationships, this also has to do with school, university, where not only are you signing up to get an education, but you're as soon as you get there, they're just asking to perform. Never mind, you don't know the material. We don't care. Just perform. Do really well. So to me, that was kind of like a shock because I've I've been like a secret nerd. I've always just wanted to learn things. I'm very curious about the world, and I felt very lucky to uh, have immigrated to Canada and have the opportunity to go to like higher education and learn more. But then when I realized that university wasn't about me learning it was more about me performing um that was quite disappointing and i feel like that is a consequence of productivity where we need a society that's just producing excellent results and excellent students that can do xyz and exactly how they're told so i think it kind of kills our creativity as well but um i don't know where i'm going with this but all i'm saying is it's expressed productivity has kind of ruined a lot of things that we normally would enjoy and wouldn't have that pressure to perform at all times whether it's relationships or school yeah definitely and we've seen it also like during the pandemic you mentioned that people were feeling this pressure to actually do something and i don't know if you remember but there was this meme uh that was circulating where or even i think it was a tweet that was like this pandemic is the opportunity to learn a new language learn a new skills like no people are having like mental breakdowns people are losing their jobs how How are they going to start working out if they're losing everything that was making their lives stable? So even during a pandemic, it was a pressure to remain as productive. And I remember mm. at work, at work, at first, maybe at first they were like, okay, let's try to do our best and do our 7.5 hours. But at some point they realized, no, this is really hard on people. So do as much as you can. And If if today it's a it's a six hour day that you need, it's a six hour day. But like, and that was for me, and I was really lucky to have that work environment. But I know that some people it was like, no, you have to do seven hours, and it's gonna be seven and a half hours that you have to do. And I feel like this pandemic showed us that that system doesn't quite work anymore, right? Like it opened our eyes to many things. And as you said, right now. There's so many things we cannot enjoy because we have to be performing. Like this morning, I went for a run. What was my reflex when I came back? I posted it on IG because, <laughs> yeah, because because I you woke did up something. early. Yeah. yeah, I woke up early. I did something. It's Saturday. I was motivated. But at the, at the end of the day, if we would have been in the 80s, like... I would have been like, well, I went for a run and that's it. Like nobody would have known. My friend maybe would have called me on like a phone that would ring. And if I wasn't there, they would leave a, mes- leave a message and I would call back. Like right now, it's also a thing about always being available. We are always available through our phones. So people feel like we, they are entitled to our time. You know, like recently someone texted me and was like, Oh, are you ignoring my texts? No, I'm not ignoring your texts. I'm just going <laughs> to reply when I have the time to reply. I'm yeah. like, we're busy and we have lives. And I don't know for you, but I feel the need to disconnect from my phone. Like, 
sometimes. And you and I know this, like you're in London, I'm here in Montreal. Not only do we have five hours apart, but sometimes you take two, three days to reply to me. Sometimes I reply to you in two days. And it's not because we don't want to talk to each other. It's just that we are handling stuff and we're living our lives in two different continents. <laughs> so I think mm -hmm. that productivity can manifest itself as well, as you said, in friendship and just also in how we take care of ourselves. Maybe we've reached like a point of no return, not to be pessimistic, but it's harder to relax. Like a lot of us always feel like we need to, like, like I said, check social media or text back or like you're, you're basically bringing up the fact that we always feel like we have to be available and we don't have any boundaries. It's hard to come back. Like if you are speaking to a therapist and you're telling them I'm very busy and I'm stressed, They'll tell you, well, you need to work on your boundaries and two, you need to learn to relax, such as take time for yourself. But that's so difficult to do because even if you take a day off, it's a mental health day maybe that you're taking from work, what are you going to do? You're probably going to spend it on social media, showing people that, oh, I'm doing this and that. And like you said, in the 80s, nobody would have cared, right? So I think, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Not to say that productivity or that pressure being productive didn't affect them in the 80s, but I just think it's a lot more now. And it's because of the tools that we have that allow us to be productive. So technology has obviously played a huge impact in what productivity looks like on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. Like you said, during the pandemic, um, even though you're working from home, somebody could text you at five um, past your work hours and they want something done. And you just close your laptop, but guess what? You're still at home and the laptop's right next to you. You're going to open it up and probably do what needs to be done. And I just think that it's hard to have boundaries because once again, I'm connected. You can email me. You can send me a WhatsApp text. I will answer it. I will be able to see it at some point, but it's hard to decide this isn't important. I'm not going to answer it now because I'm trying to focus on this. It's almost like we just don't know the value of our time as much. Um, and it's almost like time just needs to produce a result as in if i wake up in the morning and i go for a run then it better um i need to move on to the next thing and the next thing should bring on the next thing it's almost like there's always it's almost like anything anything you do has to have a purpose like people just can't wander around people can't just like relax and i'm one of, like i'm speaking from experience because i struggle a lot with that but on the days where i do feel like i was successful at relaxing at taking care of myself that's when you notice the difference mm -hmm. on the days where you're like whoa like I, I was actually able to disconnect I was able to just go to the museum and like nobody knows me I don't know anybody and I'm just having a great time and that's what relaxing is not having to feel like I'm performing and look a certain way so um I just think it's hard to return to I guess the point that everybody wants to get to and maybe that's why we have so many mental illnesses coming up um kind of popping up because not only are we struggling let's say emotionally to keep up with technology and what's going on we also have that pressure to also keep up like you're struggling to keep up yet people are asking to still do that mm -hmm. and talking about keeping up like it it's crazy because after a really long day you're tired right and You should go to bed. You should you should take time for yourself. But what do you end up doing? You end up on your phone, on social media, or you end up on Netflix, and you think you're gonna catch back everything you couldn't do because you were at work. 
And that's yeah. how your brain works, you know? And I remember we talked about this at some point. And this thing has a name and I forgot the name as usual. I always forget the names of stuff, the name of stuff when I, we're, we're recording an episode. But it, like because we're always stimulated, maybe at work or maybe during the weekends, that whenever we go to bed, we feel the need to push back the time we're going to fall asleep. Because, we're compensating. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're compensating for the time that we think we could have done something else. But at the end of the day, it's really just about enjoying some time by yourself and with the people who are around you. Because anxiety, anxiety is the fact that you're not in the pre is a product of not being in the present. You're always thinking about the future or th mm -hmm. rethinking about something that already happened. So if you're never in the present and enjoying what it is that you are doing right now, Well, of course, you're only going to be anticipating or thinking back at what, uh, about what could have been. So we need to find ways to come back and enjoy the little things of life. It's really difficult to do. I'm not saying I'm perfect, but I'm trying really hard with meditation and yoga. But, or maybe just going for a run, but it's really, really hard. I find to not want to be productive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And not pass judgment also like on people who, you know, because when someone tells me I've, I've binge watched a series, I'm like, good for you. I wish I could have done that. But if I do that, I feel guilty, you know? So why do I feel guilty? Because of how I was conditioned that I have mm -hmm. to always come out with something productive. And even with like this... The, with the podcast like some people in my entourage are asking me oh how is it going and I'm like it's it's doing good it's it's doing like I didn't even have any expectations and I still don't have any expectations but yeah. why are you asking me how is it going like are you asking me if I'm making money out of it if I'm if we're like having what are the results yeah yeah and like some people are asking me oh but you know, like, how do you feel about just putting something out there and you don't know? I'm like, look, it's just, it's out there. I need to do this for me. Mm -hmm. And if people listen, tant mieux. But at the end of the day, I ended up doing something for me. Because at the end of yeah. the day, you cannot do things for others. People don't care what you do for them. Or, mm -hmm. well, not that they don't care, but like, you, you cannot just be living and doing stuff because of how uh, others are going to look at you or the image that you want to project. So I think productivity has to do a lot with like self-esteem, uh, anxiety, and how society looks upon every single individual that is not being a productive member of mm -hmm. this capitalist system. Yeah, so it has a lot to do with culture. Mm -hmm. and oh, yeah, where you're definitely. born or where, you, <laughs> yeah, where you're raised. And mm -hmm. that kind of brings up like, I'm wondering if there's a difference between like North Americans, so Americans or Canadians, how they view productivity versus like Europeans or just the UK. Because I'm like, um, UK is no longer in the in Europe, so um, <laughs> that's true. Oh my god, yeah, that happened. I'm that sorry. happened. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> yep, it happened. Um, but like for me, I guess I can kind of. I've lived both, so I can kind of, this is what I've seen, and it's just the fact that 
in North America, people are obsessed with like having busy lives and like full on, like, you know, just busy schedules, always accomplishing things, always here, always there. Whereas here, it's the same because one, we still live in the same Western society where we value capitalism and productivity. But I just think that Europeans still have this way of living where they're aware of how they spend their time, who they spend it with, and um, just enjoying life for what it is. Like the petit plaisir, like really taking time to enjoy a meal or a drink with a friend. I think that's still very important. When you look at uh, the way that we eat, uh, for example, so in America, it's like so rare for us to like sit down and have like a dinner on a daily basis with family members. Like it's only for special occasions. I don't know if that's how you were raised, but for us, it's just, we were so busy with sports and just getting picked up by friends and doing that, that dinner time, it wasn't like, we're gonna sit together and catch up on what's going on. Whereas when I was growing up back um, in Africa, actually, we had dinner at the table every single night. Sundays were family days. Everyone would come over. We all had a big lunch. And I just remember that like you didn't have that pressure. It's almost like there's this saying uh, that I've I've heard a lot growing up, and it's time doesn't exist in Africa. Like you don't have a clock, an alarm clock waking you up. You know, mm. you wake up with the sun and you just go on with your day. And that's why we're always late. We just we kind of <laughs> just go with we go with where the sun goes and where the wind takes you. And I think that sometimes that is also a protective factor from this stress that we live constantly of having to be somewhere having to do something um mm. and then some pe some people would say well maybe that's why you know african societies or african countries aren't as successful because they're not producing but that's not no, true because you're comparing that's not yeah why. we're comparing <laughs> oranges and apples being a productive society doesn't mean that we're gonna necessarily become um you know economically advanced or whatever because what you I mean, of course, productivity weighs a lot when it comes to, you know, economics. The more you work, the more maybe you get um, out of it. So, but now we're seeing that that's not really what's happening. So, and that kind of confirms the idea that if time doesn't exist in Africa, then you know what, maybe that's where I need to be right now. Because <laughs> I do feel like at 24, I'm not overworked, but I definitely feel like my mind works a lot more. It's almost like you're always thinking about what's next and can you do more? Can you do this? And it's, um, I, don't, I just don't know. I'm like, I can't imagine my life at 40 because it's, you're already tired in your 20s from just having that pressure of being productive. So, I mean, that's just me. But I don't know if you feel like there's a difference in terms of like cultural um, ways of valuing productivity. So like, what was your life like? Um, growing up in Canada with obviously parents that have had immigrated there mm -hmm. how did that impact like that relationship between family time or being productive and mm -hmm. you know busy life work yeah I like that you brought up uh, culture and the fact that our parents immigrated to Canada right because the concept of productivity in Cuba or in El Salvador is not the same and mm -hmm. in Latin America I've never lived there so I cannot talk of experience so my experience here in Montreal was that my parents had a lot of pressure because they had to learn a new language they had to get a job and they had to raise children and even if that was their life on a daily basis, like they had that pressure, so they had to produce, right? They have to perform in exams, 
uh, learn that new language and do well because they wanted like a certain kind of jobs as well. So, but even if they were being productive and going around the clock to, you know, um, drop us at school, pick us up from school, having dinner ready every single night we had dinner at the table. Mm. Sunday is still a family day for us. Like, um, and even before when I was living, uh, I'm, I'm, now I live by myself, but I went back home. But before that, when I was like 25, 24, 26, uh, when I was living by myself, every Sunday I was with my family. And I realized that this might be something cultural because some of my friends are just like, yeah, I see my parents like once every six months or at Christmas. And I'm like, you do not see your parents? Like, why? And that Do they brings... live in the same city? Yeah, like, they live in the same... Yeah. They're 30 minutes away and you don't see your parents. Like, that's... I mean, there's a problem. But whatever, I'm not there to judge, but that's my opinion. Um... But but why is it that you don't see your parents? And then, well, some of them are in uh, retirement homes. And why are they, why are the elderly treated like that in our society? Because they're not productive members of the society anymore. So people just place their parents and they see them only at Christmas. The pandemic brought up all of these like horrible stories in CHSLDs here, which are uh, re um, public retirement homes where people place their parents and uh, that's where the pandemic hit the most but what I'm seeing from what I've um, from how I grew up is that yes there was that pressure because they were immigrants and they needed to prove their worth à leur société d'accueil you know and I'm sorry mm -hmm. I don't know how to say that in English but had to be in French so that's how I was raised. But even if they were busy and they were doing all of that, there was always time for family. A bit like you, you know? And yeah. and yeah, and I mean, that's how I grew up and family dinners and laughing. And, and as we grew older, though, with my sisters, like I started going to university. I was coming back home late, so there wasn't that many dinners yet. And right now, my sister, who who's studying um, in optometry, like she has a lot of exams, and sometimes she would come to the table and eat for five minutes with us and grab her plate and go back upstairs to study. So that kind of was lost with time because we all went to university and all you know, felt the pressure of university, like the one you talked about earlier or early on. But I think that when you really want to, you do make time for what is important for you and self-care has to be there. Yeah. You cannot, you cannot always be productive and we need to re, <laughs> we need to retrain our mind to realize that time is only a thing that was, that was, it's a product of something that needed, we needed time to justify how we spent it. But at the end of the day, it's, it's nothing tangible. It's when the sun rises and the sun sets. So yeah, I mean, time, time what doesn't is, exist. What is time? Time, <laughs> time is an illusion. <laughs> so 
so yeah i mean this is a very like that got philosophical what is time so yeah yeah <laughs> i think you can definitely get philosophical with this subject and i mean i've been listening to a lot of podcasts a lot of philosophical podcasts about life and we do kind of need to like address productivity a lot more now in terms of whether it's impacting you in different like you know spheres of your life whether it's your job do you feel like all you do is work well maybe that's probably true and that's all you're doing and you need to like invest more time in your hobbies then again i'm like i'm just saying this because i'm fortunate enough to be able to even have time to have hobbies when we talk about productivity some people are forced into it like you mentioned our parents who immigrate into a different country and have to adapt to that society and the way of living and just starting from nothing basically you are forced to work 10 times harder than most people um because even the jobs that you're doing probably don't pay enough so a lot of people such as women of color um end up working two three jobs in order to take care of their children so when we talk about productivity for them this wouldn't even be a subject that they would want to be to participate in because it's all they know and they can't criticize it necessarily even even if they did they have no choice but to abide and live by it so we're privileged enough to discuss a subject like this and kind of criticize it actually i'm a I'm just, anyways, um, for all that are listening, I am anti-capitalist and productivity is just something that we definitely need to start thinking of. It has to do a lot with the issues that the world is experiencing. Mm -hmm. When we look at hunger, when we look at poverty, it has to do a lot with that because the belief that the one that works the hardest is the one that's going to, um, you know, earn the most or out of and get the most out of life, that's not true. We should look at ways to alleviate some of the stress that other people have to go through such as working three jobs so you can actually have a roof and food but this is another subject all i'm saying is it it's all intertwined and you cannot talk about productivity without talking about um capitalism and the way that society values its members Mm -hmm. and at the end of the day when you talk about workplace as well so we were talking about having to work three jobs never mind that it's just everyone whether you have a nine to five you still want to flaunt that you have side hustles and all these things it's like an honor of bad like badge of honor that i am doing this and i am ceo of this company and i also manage this um but i just think that that mentality hearing people and seeing people flaunt their busyness is also what's leading us to want to become like that as well even though we know that it's probably not the best way to live and when you look at certain illnesses such as even cancer cancer is actually related to stress a lot of autoimmune diseases are related to stress so we need to look at the way when we talk about self-care it's not just like putting a mask on I've, I've probably already said this but i think it has to do more with um the environment that you live in and the food that you're consuming and the the amount of sleep that you're getting um and just how how you feel about yourself self-confidence and just because you're productive doesn't mean you're self-confident just because you're producing results it doesn't mean you have self-belief so it's kind of being able to separate those things i don't society is kind of like taught us to define ourselves through productivity and i think we kind of need to break that we definitely do and we talked about our parents and a question came to my mind uh and you tell me if uh, 
uh, if you want to answer it, but do you feel that we have internalized the productivity of our parents? Because I remember that I was like, I cannot mess up. I cannot mm -hmm. drop out of school uh, in high school. I cannot yeah. not do something of my life because my parents did not come here for me to mess up. So mm -hmm. I feel like that is a pressure I've put upon my shoulder, my shoulders. But I mean, many Latinas with who I went to high school, they got pregnant at 16 and they're living their lives and they... They're, you know, they're doing their own thing. So why did I internalize that discourse? You know, is it because of how I was raised or was it like cultural or because of how I saw my parents living their, their lives as well? Like, do you think it might be the fact that we've internalized that productivity? Mm. I think it's, um, it's a mix. As a child of an immigrant parent or immigrant parents, you you watch them work so hard that even for you, you feel like if I'm not working, I'm a failure. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, and I think a lot of people that are listening to this can probably relate. Um, but at the same time, you also live in a society where you're like, well, my neighbor has uh, two cars, they have this big house. So even for you, you are living in a society that's pushing you to do more. But then you're combining both and it's very, very toxic. A lot of us put so much pressure on, onto ourselves to just perform, perform. And for me, I did suffer a lot from just like being a perfectionist, like it just extreme, like whether it's my body weight, whether it's my face, whether it's um, how many runs I go to, like I, I do it in a week, whether it's my workplace, like my attitude and the way that I deliver things like I've I've had to learn to just not associate my self-confidence with producing things or producing results. But that's difficult because you see your parents becoming um successful through their hard work so even for you you're like well this is what i need to be doing as well so it's it's hard to tell where that comes from but i just think that we have a double whammy as <laughs> children of immigrants because it's yeah. like never mind the pressure you're getting from society you're also getting the pressure from your parents but then you have like just added with that that pressure from your parents is also the pressure that you're also putting yourself onto because you realize they gave up everything for you to be able to have They did. A better education, just more opportunities. So it's like, why wouldn't you want to go ahead and take up as many opportunities as possible? Mm -hmm. But that's exhausting. And a lot of us kind of uh, get lost and we don't take care of ourselves and we end up having to take time away, whether that's work or whatever it is, or having to deal with a lot of like mental like mm -hmm. health issues and which we don't address. But I do think that a lot of my friends that are children of, immig of immigrant parents have suffered a lot of like mental health issues but we don't talk about it but it's because of this pressure that we have to mm -hmm. be perfect yeah yeah i couldn't agree more with what you just said that was like so interesting and and yeah oh, I wait I, yeah what we need to also i just thought of it it's not <laughs> just like children of immigrant parents it's first generation yeah first which generation. you and i are first generation yeah so that pressure to just be the first one who like makes that you know that big yeah and my mom leap. tells me all the time my mom tells me you're the first one of the family who went to university and i'm like mm -hmm. oh my god and she's <laughs> like you paved the way for my sisters and i'm just like i got a degree in in you know i i got a degree in sociology and sexology like 
I think my sister is paving the way like with her PhD in, um, in optometry, but why am I comparing? You see, that's the thing mm -hmm. is that we have this mentality of, well, you know, I did this, but you paved the way for your sister to go further. And that's why I think I did as well. I've paved the way. I, I, I think I've lived my life good enough to do good things. And mm -hmm. I think I was not that much of a bad example for my sisters. Yeah. Maybe y'all not agree, but, you know, you can tell me. But <laughs> shout out we'll to my sisters. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> but, um, but, you know, like, it, and it's, it's really that. And I, and yeah, because we have to build, because let's say like someone, all right. Our Quebecois that has been here, like his family has been here for like 400 years. They don't have to build. Like we, we've talked about this in another episode, I feel. But like you've been here for 400 years. Your family had time to have land, colonize mm -hmm. and build over that colonia, colo, uh, la colonization. Okay. Colonization. I can't speak this morning. So yeah, colonization. And my parents are getting here 400 years later with nothing and starting from scratch in this system that is just messed up. So of course, the children who are born here, we feel like we need to, exactly, we need to pave the way for the next generations that are going to stay mm -hmm. in whatever part of the world our parents decided to my to immigrate to yeah that is a lot of pressure it mm -hmm. definitely is so it's it's funny because it's kind of like it's it's just we're living in a world that's filled with dual duality right like mm -hmm. there's no wrong or right it's just you can't have this without this and we're privileged to be living in the west yet there are consequences to living in the western world because of just the lifestyle and mm -hmm. um how things are and i think it's going to be really interesting for me when i hopefully go back. Um, I'm not going to say when, but I'm planning mm -hmm. on probably going back um, to um, Rhonda. Mm -hmm. And I think I'm, it's, it's amazing because when you're older, you've noticed the differences and now I'm able to criticize both cultures, both societies. And it'll be interesting to see on how kind of like people are living their lives there because Rhonda is doing amazing actually um, as a, society in general they're doing so so well for themselves but i just wonder if if copying the the ways that we're living here um is what's making them productive or whether they have another approach and whether that's working for them i just think that there isn't um there isn't a perfect world but i do think that sometimes there are things that we can tweak and make it better for most you know For everyone actually so i think that productivity will definitely be something that we need to question more often i think that this would be a subject um that we bring up at dinner parties or <laughs> cocktail parties wherever you are with friends i just think it's important to know what other people think and whether they are actually suffering from this pressure that we're all getting from having to be productive at all times and it's kind of nice to hear that other people feel the same when it comes to like certain topics and just lifestyles 
And it's, it's um, for me, it's comforting to hear that everyone does have that pressure sometimes, or some people that I speak to agree with the way that I view things. And it's kind of like, okay, so I'm not the only one who feels like I'm just running around, but I don't know why. And um, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. why am I running around? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think it's, it's interesting. And um, having lived here now, you do get to see how people kind of like value their times. Like, for example, there's something I like completely forgot to mention, but it's like I have like 28 days of like holidays, which you would not get in North America. Mm-hmm. That just goes to show like how people are being valued in both societies and what and how productivity obviously impacts the time that you get off. Um, the 40 hour work week, um, the whole, you know, paid maternity or paternity leave. I mean, those are things that a lot of European countries tend to offer that you won't get in like the U.S., yeah, and you might US get it in Canada, ridiculous. but exactly. <laughs> yeah, so, but it, it just goes to show, like, that's yeah. what they value. They want you to be a working member of society. And working means 24-7. Like, basically... It means producing you, money. It means yeah. making the dollar. Like, that's what yeah. it means. It means making more money. But at the end of the day, what is money? What is time? Like, <laughs> and and at the same time, like, when you think about it, like, whenever you are... <laughs> selling your labor to and they tell you that your time is only worth $15 an hour mm-hmm. oh no no like like when you think about how it's made it's crazy that we think our time is only worth $15 like for the the, the salary minimum la, the minimum yeah, wage minimum wage yeah, yeah but like but not even people are not even getting $15 an hour yeah. So can you imagine like and they're saying that's minimum. Those are for the jobs that are not that useful. But we saw that during the pandemic that they were useful and that they were productive in a society that always looked down upon these yeah. jobs or the people who were performing it. So at the end Undervalued. of the day, mm-hmm. exactly. So at the end of the day, being productive and productivity is in every aspect and area of our lives. I just feel that you need to question it. How is it present in yours? And how can you deconstruct that idea of productivity and take time for yourself so you can feel good with your hobbies, with how you're living your life and the goals you want to achieve as well? And that kind of concludes it. Like we, <laughs> Yeah, we're going to wrap it up. Yeah. Final thoughts. You kind of just gave a bit of your thoughts and i guess i have a few points that it's very short don't even worry it's fine Um, go ahead girl (laughs) my final thoughts are very short and straight to the point and one is boredom is actually really cool it's okay to be bored it is fine yeah it's cool if you're bored like if you are just twisting your thumbs or um reading through your books or watering your plants that's talking to your plants yeah that's fine yeah. uh rest is very 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 important um sleep is probably one of the most valuable things and that's something i learned <laughs> after i turned 18 and i was uh partying like there was no tomorrow yeah. and then now i'm like in my mid-20s or getting to mid-20s and i'm like wow i missed out on a lot of sleep so now i'm trying to catch up but it's so important i think it makes a big difference when you get a full night's re- like rest oh yeah um, it does and trust me it's and... gonna be even more important in your 30s yes exactly it <laughs> yeah and on 
oh, rest is important, but naps are also very important. So take them if you can. Yes. And the last, not least, um, most important one, I think it's just having boundaries, uh, knowing yeah. when to say no. If you have a friend who like enjoys fancy stuff and wants to go out and spend lots of money and have amazing drinks, knowing when to be like, well, I would love to, thanks for inviting me, but I won't because one, you probably don't have the money or the time because you have other things to be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, or just whether it's in the workplace, just knowing when to call it a day and knowing when you've had enough that day where you're like, okay, I just can no longer do anything. Um, you staying online and doing all these things until like seven o'clock actually doesn't make you more productive. If anything, when you're exhausted, your work is less likely to come out. Um, well, good. So exactly. the more you're rested and it's not about the amount of time that you put into, it's the quality and how focused you are when you're actually getting something done. You don't have to work at it for six hours. You could do it in two hours or three, whatever. But what I'm saying is once you're focused on a task and you actually get it done, that will probably be your best work instead of kind of dragging it on for hours, thinking you're being more productive by working more. Mm -hmm. So these are all things that I had to relearn. And I'm also trying to practice just boredom like really enjoying it like honestly um whether it's reading a book that I don't necessarily enjoy but kind of just reading because I don't feel like scrolling through social media Mm -hmm. um turning off all my notifications from literally every application on my phone because I will answer you when I want to answer you I will look at my emails when I want to look at them not because they're popping up on my screen 24 7 Mm -hmm. um so these are all things that I've kind of done to help me um use my time wisely value my time instead of having to feel like i need to be somewhere and need to be productive but yeah so we are just going to conclude by asking you a question as we always do uh we want to know what do you do to unwind and kind of get away from that pressure of feeling like you always need to be productive you can let us know by emailing us at wirelessconversations at gmail.com, but you're probably going to want to slide in our DMs because it's easier. I mean, do you guys still send emails? I do. I kind of think it's nice. So feel free to do that. Slide in our DMs on Instagram. You can also follow us on social media. So we do have Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Um, okay. Do we? <laughs> I think it's going to be, uh, yeah, Twitter. Yes, it's there. You'll find us. You can also um, listen to us wherever you normally listen to your favorite podcast. So it can be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, or um, Pocket Cast, etc. Don't forget to subscribe. We do need to know um, that people are out there listening to us and that you love us. You can also leave a review because that's really helpful for any other new listeners are coming on to our podcast and kind of want to know what we sound like or talk about. Um, So give them a little preview by leaving a comment. Thank you for listening and we will see you next time. Thank you. Bye. Bye. With Iris and Missy.